0: The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network.
1: Hey, what's up? This is Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Keep It A Strong Style. Now, Tanahashi, a labored leap over the top, and he will look to take flight. Jay White slowly pulling himself up, slowly getting to his feet. Aces high, aces high. Wait a minute.
2: Caught him out of midair. Blade Runner. Blade Runner! Blade Runner 2! He has done it! You see that? You see that? We've got a new IWGP Heavyweight Champion! We've got a
1: new era!
0: On today's show, we'll be reviewing the new beginning in Osaka, as well as covering all the latest news in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can support our show by subscribing to the Social Suplex Podcast Network on the podcast app of your choice and leaving a rating and review. You can also get all the podcasts and columns at socialsuplex.com. Go to socialsuplex.com slash subscribe to, to get all the podcasts and columns delivered directly into your email inbox. This week's episode of Keeping It Strong Style is brought to you by powerslam.tv powerslam.tv is an independent streaming service with over 4,000 hours of independent pro wrestling from companies across the globe. Use the promo code socialsuplex to get your free month of powerslam.tv Don't forget to check out our Pro Wrestling Tea store Pro Wrestling Slash Social Suplex To get you your Keeping a Strong Style shirts Your One Action Radio Ricky and Clive Your Social Suplex shirts Check it out Pro Wrestling dot com Slash Social Suplex Also want to give a quick shout out To Twitter uh, Follower At Aaron underscore Puro This guy's been a, a Long time listener of the show And I ran into him during the Ring of Honor uh, Bound by Honor Lakeland TV tapings this weekend I was rocking my Keeping It Strong style shirt, walking out during intermission Some guy's like, hey man, that's a great podcast And I'm like, yeah, that's my podcast He's <laughs> like, oh, I'm like, yeah, I'm Jeremy And he's like, oh, okay, and I love the show, but I've listened to it a long time So, yeah, it was pretty cool running into a, a listener at the Ring of Honor show
1: Bro, you're, you're such a freaking mark for yourself Oh, dude. I am I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, dude.
0: I'm a mark for myself. I know I am like,
1: like walking around in public and being like, yo, check out my shirt. This is my show. That's hilarious, man. Gotta spread the good word. No, seriously, guys, like, think about it for a minute. We bring so much positivity and goodness into the radio waves into your, you know, rides to work, you're you're sitting there at the job, whatever it is that you do when you listen to this. We brighten that up, we, we enliven it, and we make things so much better. Not only do we bring you the best New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast in all of the internet, the ASA podcast, we partner with powerslam.tv to give you a month of free independent wrestling viewing, and we have one of the cleanest designed t-shirts on all of prowrestlingtees.com. And what is? How much is it? Twenty bucks?
0: Yeah, nineteen ninety nine.
1: Nineteen. It's not even twenty bucks. Plus,
0: and like, handling.
1: You handle the shipping and. Ha- <laughs> 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 you handle the shipping and handling. But listen, at nineteen ninety nine, that is a clean shirt. Jeremy's been sporting it. I've been getting jealous, bro. <laughs> like, our the logo to our shirt to our show is. Dude, yeah, it's shout wrong. out
0: once again to Sir Mike Fergus. Mike Fergus. Who created the logo for created all the social suplex logos. I'm
1: sure he doesn't even listen to the show. Like he's never hears this, but shout out to him anyways.
0: <laughs> we love you. Yeah, man. You're the you're the man, Mike. But yeah, man, our shirts are awesome. If you're a fan of this show, you should support us. Grab a keeping it strong style shirt. Let the whole world know that you listen to the Ace of Podcasts,
1: we're, guys. We're gonna see you out there WrestleMania weekend in New York. We want to see people, you know, supporting the cause, supporting the show, and um, we might even have some stuff coming up that you might be able to want to definitely rock that out to. So yeah, uh, definitely, there's big. There is big, big news coming. We're not ready to uh, to to make any um o- announcements official, yeah. But we got a little we're, timer we're- on our phones. <laughs> We got a little timer <laughs> on our phones. And it's counting down every oh day. Oh my gosh. And uh, we gotta cross some Ts and dot some I's, but seriously, when 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 I say there's something big coming, I literally Dude, This made... is
0: gonna be potentially this is gonna be potentially the biggest thing to ever happen to social suplex.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like well, You guys signed me And that pretty much Was the biggest Yeah I
0: I broke the bank uh, Signing you To this (laughs) To uh, Keeping a Strong Style But Uh, um
1: But This will be second to that
0: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, real quick Back on the shirts You know I met uh, The villain Marty Skrull This weekend At the Ring of Honor show And he was a big fan Of Keeping a Strong Style Shirt also What did he he say? He's like It's a great shirt mate I really like it It pops out mate I like that so hey if, if, the, if the shirt's good enough for the villain, it's good enough for you guys
1: uh, that That's a guy who I think knows a thing or two about selling a t-shirt you know yeah. no, knows something about having a good design in in, in the pro wrestling T-shirt. yeah, store. It's one of
0: the best you know top sellers of Pro wrestling Ts um, and just real quick, you know he he said that uh, I was talking to him see he, he, he likes uh living in, like likes being in Florida, and so in my head, I was like, "hmm, I wonder if he means Orlando or Jacksonville
1: Jeremy was like, "How do you feel about the Largo loop Marty?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> How do you feel about doing the chicken wing in the Minrig Hall? <laughs> you and Conor Reeves.
1: Minrig Hall is a great venue. I'm not even gonna lie; like, I love it there. It's it's better than all the other uh, <laughs> Larga Loop spots we go to.
0: Yeah, but all right, enough um, pushing ourselves and trying to get ourselves over. Enough talk about uh, Marty and t-shirts and Ring of Honor.
1: I wanted to talk about weird stuff for a while, like 20 minutes more. Like, let's talk about our jobs. Let's talk about women. Let's talk about I don't know gambling cutting the grass You know bathroom Weird bathroom sex (laughs) stuff whatever let's talk About it let's talk about everything but Pro wrestling and and not Like you know just tune people out From the show entirely Uh, I'm
0: not not sure if uh, that's Going to get over pal Uh (laughs) But let's uh, talk about what People came here for the New beginning in Osaka review
1: That's what the people are here for Listen guys hold up everybody shh (laughs) <laughs> I gotta crack one open for my dog, Tanahashi <laughs> Welcome to Keeping It Strong Style Is the Cutthroat Era Yeah Breathe with the Switchblade
0: And so, you know, traditionally We normally start our reviews um, From the opening match And work our way to the main event But we just got done watching the show Dedication We are going to start with the main event It's the freshest thing on our minds And I think we're kind of excited To talk about this main event
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah So, um, we got spoiled (laughs) Yeah Like, I forgot that I knew that we were going to watch the show today But, like, I forgot, like, to not look at my phone And I wake up this morning I'm like, dude, I wake up at, like, 6 So, I mean, the show had literally just ended Crack open my phone Instagram, first thing that pops up There's Jay White holding up the (laughs) IWGP title I'm like dang it
0: Yeah dude I I was doing a pretty good job I was staying off of Reddit Staying off uh, Wrestling Observer Wrestling Inc uh, Voice of the wrestling I was staying off of everything And then one of my Twitter threads uh, Shared something about Jay White And then I got sucked into Twitter uh, Kind of wormhole And saw Jay White was uh, trending on Twitter So at that point I was like oh he probably won the belt And then I went on Facebook. Another wrestling group that I'm a part of. They posted something about, you know, shocking news in Japan. And then in the comment section, there was a picture of Jay White with the belt.
1: You're part of a wrestling group that I'm not part of.
0: Yeah, part of the uh, the club. It's uh, Floyd Johnson Jr.'s co-host of All Things Elite. He's a uh, that's his
1: uh, Facebook group. Oh, gotcha. Um, I'm I'm glad for the invite. Thanks, thanks, Floyd. It's open invite, man. Just- Whatever, no, no. it's it's the club. It's it's not open invite. If it's a club, it, it's private, and I'm I'm not part of the club. I'm 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 an outsider. You know, you're you're, you're on the edge. I'm gonna have to like grab a some jeans and like a jean vest and be an outsider. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So I had mixed feelings going into this match because I already knew that Jay White was winning, and I didn't know. I mean, a I miss. I didn't predict this accurately. Obviously, you did. So you probably felt no. I I went with Tanahashi. Did we go both go Tanahashi? We both went Tanahashi. Oh, uh, cause gotcha. of, I
0: think because we were we were so focused on the MSG main event. I still am, and, and we were. I still all, am. I am too. I'm like but shocked. I'm. I, but I think we kind of overlooked this match a little bit. I don't and, think
1: so. I think we were at least last week. If you remember, I was incredibly torn about this. I was mm-hmm. not super confident.
0: Yeah, I wasn't super confident. Honestly, like. I was I'm like, not surprised that Jay White won.
1: Yeah, there was a reason they had him beat Okada in the dome. You know right. what I mean? And and we were like, is it, you know, that they're just trying to establish a new star And evidently that's exactly what happened here. Um, so these guys come out. I was a little surprised that Jay didn't come out in the all-white because it's a big big show, but maybe they didn't want to give away, you know, the uh, the obvious outcome. Yeah. But Jay comes out. You know, we got the the uh, Carnival of Champions or the Parade of Champions, which was great. And then Tanahashi came out. Luckily, he's kind of fixed his hair. It's not looking as janky and as uh, ragamuffin-y as it was the last few weeks. So that's good. Um, That kind of gave me some hope that he was going to retain here. And these guys proceeded to have what I would consider their best match by far, by far. I um, and maybe I'm not. In the majority there, I I didn't love their King of Pro Wrestling match like a lot of people did, mm-hmm. and I hated their G1 match. So, yeah, I mean I haven't and I their Wrestle Kingdom match from you know last year was, just, it, was it was whatever, um, which basically left me with three matches that were fine but weren't like blow away like you know and I wasn't super excited about this except for the intrigue of what you know just. What's gonna happen? But for the actual in-ring standpoint, I wasn't necessarily expecting blowaway because I thought maybe these are just two guys who don't work well together. You know, yeah. they they shattered that conception entirely. This match was great. Like I thought, this match was really, really, really good. Um, Jeremy, what, what what were you thinking here? And you know, take us through it.
0: So do so, like you mentioned, we went to the match spoiled. Uh, we knew we knew the outcome, and then you know, uh, some of the social suplex guys. They are messaging us throughout the day. You know, have you guys watched the match yet? What do you think about the match? And they kind of gave their opinions.
1: We 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 have some some members. I won't say any names uh, from from the Social Suplex Podcasting Network, but we got some naysayers, some non-believers, some of those who uh, they they don't like Dusty Old (laughs) JYE
0: And so you know, we get those messages. You know, oh man. This main this event was weak. It, you know, it was barely four stars. We're getting all these messages, and so I'm like, all right. I'm sitting back. I'm like, all I, right. I
1: don't think they said it was weak. To be okay, To, okay. Be, to be fair, what it's that I think what you're saying there is, it sounded very inferred. It was like I was like, what? What was the match rating? And they were like four stars, but they were like begrudgingly because Tanahashi put in such a great performance. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Like. So this man basically you're saying this man like like wrestled wrestled by a himself doll. <laughs> yeah, wrestled by himself and, and brought brought this man to a, a four star match or whatever. Yeah.
0: Um But yeah, so then started watching the match and I'm like throughout the whole thing I'm oh like
1: the whole thing was
0: great. Dude, I'm like I'm like I'm liking this match. This match is great. Yeah. Dude, there were there were so
1: many sequences in there that I enjoyed. Um Tanahashi. I like Tanahashi's early work with the uh, with the headlock sequences Yes And trying to get the early control
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, both guys did a great job of selling the knee You know, obviously going into this match um, Jay White had targeted Tanahashi's knee on the Road two shows Yeah Got him to tap out with the TTO um, And so that was, that was the focus He was working on the knee in this match During the beginning, Tanahashi did a great job playing defense And keeping um, Jay White off of his legs And uh, he was able to work on Jay White's leg
1: yeah, Jay, Jay tried to powder and kind of control the pay, pace and tempo of the match But every time he tried to get something started Tanahashi was, you know, being the ring generally is But I think really what turned the tide was that Saito suplex to the outside That was the first, like, holy crap moment of the match Yeah When he Saito, Saito'd him right over the, uh, the, yeah. the top rope mm-hmm. And, yeah, from there that that kind of turned things into Okay, the, the, the leg is exposed, the knee is exposed And... Uh, you know, Jay White was vicious from there. Just, you know, hammering the leg, ramming it into the post, uh, throwing him onto the outside commentary table. Yeah, he
0: did like a um, a front suplex onto the commentary table. Tanahashi's knee hit the table. Um, Very
1: vicious stuff.
0: Yeah, attacking the leg. You know, several dragon screws, and then just some, some other his great offense. I mean, his um, uh, his uh, obviously the Sayido suplexes, his flatliner German suplex combo. Which is great, love that um, He's a Death Valley
1: driver that looked pretty great Yeah, I, I thought Jay White Had a lot of really innovative Offense, um, obviously we've Praised his Saito for a long time But I mean, this guy was doing a lot of Cool stuff, and not not just doing Stuff, but he was doing it in at the Right times in the match And it, it's, it's not all him I mean, you, you have to praise both guys Tanahashi's selling was just incredible In this match mm-hmm. um, Raising the drama, and, and Making uh, Jay White look like a million bucks. Jay White had the perfect like snarkiness at, at the right times, just being kind of like a douche to him. Right. Is that this is all you got, Tana? Yeah. Is all you got, Tana? <laughs> yeah. Any anyone who, you know, I can understand when people say they don't like Jay White or whatever. I get that. You know, and I'm not telling you you gotta love him. I'm not saying he's the best wrestler in the world, but. This guy gets his character when people tell me he's swaggerless or tell me he's got no
0: juice, no charisma. No
1: charisma? I'm like, you're I, I don't see what you're seeing.
0: Yeah, clearly we watched uh, two different matches cuz I saw a guy here, two
1: different performers. Yeah,
0: I saw a guy here full of charisma, a guy that gets his character, a guy who knows how to generate heat uh, to get sympathy on a baby face and to to get a baby face over.
1: Yeah. That's what I saw here. I liked uh there was one point where um Tanahashi was starting to Regain control of the match And he he attempted a sling blade And Jay White just kind of sank down um, And when he sank down It was like a playoff of what Kenny had done in the Okada series Yeah But he wasn't actually exhausted It was just him being like a heel <laughs> yeah. Just kind of mimicking and mocking What he had done mm-hmm. But also like being innovative and avoiding You know, the. and then he like
0: Kinda, kinda laugh with like devious like high outsmarted evil. you, Tana.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I love that. And I'm like, this guy's got so much like, you know, he he they they're helping him to lay out great matches now.
0: Yeah, and of course we had some traditional Tanahashi spots like the high fly flow to the outside, uh, was able to hit that. Um there was a one point where he had uh Jay White in the clover leaf, high angle clover leaf. For a uh, near submission,
1: both guys had really close near submissions. the The high leaf, uh, clover, the high angle clover leaf was great, especially at the end of that sequence when it turned into a uh, Styles clash. Mm, yeah, which yeah. was awesome. But White was also able to lock in the TTO, which we'd seen him uh, tap Tanahashi out, which is where the move gets its namesake from. Yeah,
0: Tanahashi tap out. Tanahashi was grabbing onto Red Shoes and so much pain, and you know, Red Shoes right there, like, come on, Tanahashi, just give up, just give up.
1: And and with Tanahashi tapping out. To that move on this tour as well as tapping out to uh, Zach Saber during the New Japan Cup last year and then also having that ref stoppage against Suzuki just one year ago, it kind of, you know, hearkened back to that. And, you know, for those of you who aren't aware, like Tanahashi doesn't have the greatest, uh, you know... The greatest luck when it comes to Osaka and the New Beginning. I he he dropped uh, the title in 2012 to Okada. They did a great job uh, recapping that during the um, the pre-match presentation. Yeah, during the VTR. The VTR. But I believe he also dropped the belt to um, to AJ Styles at the New Beginning a few years back as well. And then you know when you look at his IC title run last year with Suzuki, it's like and those all three of those matches were in Osaka, so yeah, um, yeah, Osaka not not a great city uh, for the (laughs) ace. But yeah, they were they were commentating about you know a possible ref stoppage, and Tanahashi was just fighting through it. Um, Eventually, though, we got an incredible series of sling blade counters, like this one sequence where. Jay just kept trying to put stuff together and like Tanaha after and right before that, Tanahashi had started killing him with dragon uh dragon screws, dragon screws and then start him with all the sling blades and it's it's amazing. Tanahashi really can't do that much anymore and with what he can do, he can get so much he maximizes everything that he does and can get so much out of it, make and it, he, there's no wasted motion. He puts it right at the right time, mm-hmm.
0: dude. Uh, Jay White had a great near fall at one point in the match with the, his, his old
1: finisher, the Kiwi Crusher. That Kiwi Crusher spot was awesome. Yeah, yeah, they they they, they did a lot of great stuff. Um, yeah, I I thought that this was every bit as good as most major, uh, you know, IWGP Heavyweight Championship matches on a B show that you see all year all year long. I mean. You compare this match to, say, like, Kenny and Ishii from, um, you know, Destruction Tour last year And it's right in that same range I mean, I don't think it's going to be a match of the year candidate or anything of that nature But it was a really, really good contest I'm seeing everything from four to four and a half online It, it was
0: probably, it, I mean, not probably It it was the best match of this whole tour
1: It was the best match of the tour, yeah It was the best match of the night, too Yeah Um so, basically, uh, every, everything gets to a point where um, Tanahashi tries to pull ahead of, of White. Um, Tanahashi ends up getting the Styles Clash, as we mentioned. Um, after that, he tries for a Dragon Suplex, but he has to settle for a Sling Blade. When uh, White looks to counter into a Blade Runner, a second Sling Blade is followed for a Near Fall. Um, he, after that, Tanahashi hits Jay White with a Dragon Suplex for an incredibly close Near Fall. Um, Tanahashi was unable to hold the bridge and maintain it so at this point Tanahashi goes up for a high five flow crossbody and out of nowhere Jay White just catches it sets him down blade runner and that is it one two three and we have ladies and gentlemen a new
0: IWGP heavyweight champion the
1: IWGP championship Jay White, uh, yeah, is crowned, and it, it's crazy, bro Like, first off, it's like, the way he's catching people into sling blades is like You mean the uh, the Blade Runner? The Blade Runner, sorry, yeah. yeah Um, I wouldn't say it's like the RKO out of nowhere, but it's kind of closer to but like But it's so abrupt You know what it reminds me? It's closer to like the Diamond Cutter Mm. Like, he can catch you in any position out of nowhere, and like, yeah. you can't, like, you never know when it's gonna come, you know? Yeah. So, it's not like Randy Orton just jumping out of nowhere, but it is closer to like DDP grabbing guys, setting them up, and then bang! Yeah. And that's what it feels like. And I'm like, oh my god, like, I didn't, um, yeah, I didn't expect it, man. Like, there were like 30 minutes, 30 minutes on the clock, and then suddenly Tanahashi's looking up at the lights right after, like, Pretty much his best, like, string of offense During yeah. the whole match
0: Yeah, man, dude, yeah That Blade Runner, man, just can't Dude, just caught him dude, just caught him mid-air And set him in the middle and dropped him, man
1: I- I'll tell you, I think that um, I think the predominant view is This is about four and a quarter That's what most people are rating this For mm-hmm. me, I enjoy this I think a little bit more than that. I'm four so, and a half. Dude, I'm
0: four and a half also, dude. I, I liked it a lot. I liked the match a lot. I, I popped several times uh, throughout the match. I thought they told a great story. Um, both guys work on the knee. Innovative offense from Jay White. Um, yeah, man. I, I like this match.
1: Here, here's what I'll also say about it. Um, I still have reservations about Jay White being the champion Uh, You actually had a great point Where you said that this isn't the way you would have booked it
0: Yeah, I was saying, you know I would have If I was booking right now I would have had Jay White win the Intercontinental title And I would have done like a year Of Jay White holding the IC Give him a nice long title reign with the IC um, Get some more experience Wrestling some other guys And just get him more used to kind of eventing some B shows with that white strap and then uh, propel him into the heavyweight title match.
1: See, and I think you're way off base. I think it was a good call to, uh, you know, put the title on a part timer for six months and have it, you know, never, <laughs> never be defended. That that was the way to go. So uh, definitely off base with that one. But no, um, I could totally see where you're coming from with that. But they um, they had a goal from day one. They wanted to set this guy up as one of the pillars. Um, You know everyone's talking about and We'll get into it but we're we're talking about guys Leaving New Japan and guys Not being long for the promotion and You know this company Has to set up and establish New stars they have Done that from day one Since this man came into the company Yeah,
0: That's that's the thing you can't knock this Like this like the Jay White art literally from his First appearance has Slowly been this build To him becoming a main eventer in New Japan From the very first time when he came in At what was that uh, Power struggle in yeah. November 2017 And challenging Tanahashi All the way till now This whole big arc, this whole push Was great storytelling And a great gra- gradual build and developing a main event guy
1: Yeah so uh, Jay White at 24 I think he's 24 years old I think he's the 4th youngest uh, IWGP champion of all time um, his first title reign. Uh, Tanahashi um, loses the title in his first defense. Yeah, and um, and another crazy
0: thing: um, two years ago in Osaka was Jay White's last match as a young lion.
1: Yeah, he mentioned that during the yeah uh, during so
0: the, it all comes full circle. Returns to Osaka, no longer a young lion, but a main eventer and now the IWGP champion.
1: I am not like I said I don't think this match was match of the year by no, any means. No 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 no. But here's what I will say what it accomplished for me is like you know one of the things that people have said about Jay White so many times is like you know can he wrestle to that standard wrestle to that level or whatever and I've had my doubts about it too you know what I mean mm-hmm. but and I love Tanahashi and I wasn't necessarily sold on the idea and I'm I'm not entirely still but I wasn't sold on the idea of Jay White being the IWGB Champion already, mm-hmm. and this match was good enough and entertaining enough that when it, once it was over, I didn't sit there and second guess the decision. Oh yeah, I have like I'm not sitting here now. Now that some of it is wearing off, and I'm trying to book, maybe some of that's starting to creep in. But watching it, watching him get crowned, watching the moment and everything. There's nothing to me that, that, that sp- I thought that once I, once we were spoiled, I thought that, um, I was going to be disappointed and be sitting here being like, dang, they, <laughs> they, they took the title off the ace. But no, I didn't feel that way. Like, I was in shock with how he beat them. And then I was like, wow, they, they really did this. And I mean, it's exciting stuff. Like, it, it's, it's something that is genuinely exciting to me. And I really thought this match was good.
0: Yeah. you know, I think Jay White, is really good at robbing new Japan fans. Um, whether that be uh, westerners internationally or you know the local fans He does a great job of robbing the fans of their joys and their desires. You know everybody wanted to see Okada win. everybody wanted to see the ace prevail and he just, he has just stripped that that hope and joy from the fans and you know all the fans they expect the, this high octane you know crazy closing stretch. But he just hits a Blade Runner Out of nowhere And ends the match
1: I'll tell you something Um, I don't think that this is a perfect comparison So anyone who hears me make this comparison Please don't shoot me Because I'm not saying that these guys are the same caliber or anything But Probably my favorite wrestler of all time is Ric Flair My favorite era of his career is the mid-80s When he was the NWA champion uh, The early to mid-80s Before Crockett took over So when he was still touring and what I love about those matches is that, not always, but a majority of the time, what would happen is Rick would wrestle these long matches with these incredible babyface, you know, local heroes, the top guy in the in the uh, you know territory, and then Rick would freaking roll them up. Like everybody, we always think that you know everyone talks about how the figure four leg lock is Rick's you know finish. No, it, it's a small, it's a small, small package. package. <laughs> it, it's a. Uh, it's it's a roll up from behind. Like those are the moves. It's a roll up from behind, pulling school the boy. a schoolboy, pulling the trunks. Those are the those are Ric Flair's finishing <laughs> moves. And Rick would Rick would literally be getting killed, and then with like two minutes left on the clock, roll roll somebody up and then put them out. And that vibe, the the even though it's not exactly the same. In in principle, it's kind of the same idea. You've got. The, the hopes and the hype of everyone Wanting to see this You know this crappy like little Heel get beat you know This 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 champion that they all know Their their boy can beat and then He rolls somebody up and they're gone yeah. And that's kind of the And then the deflation and like That's what makes a lot of those early Ric Flair those Kerry Von Eric matches Those Rick Steamboat matches Those Dusty matches where You watch him and, and you're like Wow Rick is really good that's kind of the same, like, similar vibe I get from, like, Jay White. When he catch it, like, he'll just catch a guy and it's over. Yeah. And you're like, oh, like, th- I like it because there's no setup. Yeah. Like, you don't have to wait for him to – I mean, I- and I like a lot of moves where there's set- set- setups. I'm, you know, I like the remake. I like the one-winged angel. I'm not, you know, uh, critiquing that. But there's something to be said about, like, out of nowhere.
0: You <clears throat> know This is going to be great. This is going to be great. When somebody finally kicks out of the Blade Runner,
1: oh yeah, it's gonna happen eventually. Because that's
0: gonna be because he's gonna hit the Blade Runner, and you you think it's gonna be over, and somebody's gonna kick out of it, and it's gonna make that that match, whatever match it is in the future, so much more epic than it already is.
1: Do we have questions about this? Oh match?
0: yeah, we we got tons of questions about um, Jay White in this main event. Um, so we'll start with uh, Twitter user uh, at Scythe he says, do you think it's too soon to put the belt on Jay White? And what do you think of the main event of the G1 Supercard will be? Uh, it's been a while. I didn't ask you guys a question. Thanks, and we love you guys. So, uh, do you think it's too soon to put the belt on Jay White?
1: Um, well, I, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I've had, those, I've had those thoughts, and then other times I've thought to myself, There have been times where I've thought they've done such a good job building this That no, this is the right time And if if they're going to do it, what better time to do it than now But then there's other times where i thought maybe he's not ready You know, I've gone back and forth I'm not Mm -hmm. definitive on that I mean, what are your feelings? So,
0: like I mentioned earlier, you know I I kind of would have liked him to get a little bit more experience and You know, maybe have an IC title or something like that Just get a little bit more uh, seasoning as far as his in-ring work but you can't argue against the the development of his character and the storyline that was laid out literally from day one like we mentioned like the way he the way his story has unfolded and the way he's pushed uh, I think the timing is right.
1: I will say this though I don't disagree with you about the the i c title run but I kind of think the US title facilitated That for him mm. you know. And the other thing too is that From day one he's been poised to be At the very very top And very very elite I mean one year ago he beat Kenny Omega For the US title And sure like the story called for it to Kind of be like an, a shock upset And kind of out of nowhere But at the same time I mean They've never given us any indication that he's anything lower than a, than a main card guy since he got back, right? Like and or then, like like a main, like a, a top level guy. Yeah, I
0: mean his first program with Tanahashi when he comes back, right? Then you look at the G one, he beats Okada and Tanahashi in the G one. He beats Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. Like, I mean, logistically, like where else could you have gone with Jay White after beating the ace of your company at the biggest show of the year?
1: Now, now that we've said all that, as far as is it too soon to put the the belt on Jay White? Um I think it's I think that this is fine. I think that they've I think in a perfect world could there be a better scenario where maybe you wait longer? Sure. Yeah. You know, possibly. I don't know. But um I don't think it's necessarily a mistake and if it is, you know, time will tell. With that being said though, here's one drawback. So you asked us, you know, what do you think about the main event that G1 Supercard will be? Um I don't know for sure But Something leads me to feel like It won't be Jay White um, Being in the main event Now that he's the IWGP champion um,
0: So you're thinking the uh, the IWGP
1: championship Won't be defended in MSG? I think it will be but And it could be the main event But the likelihood Of it not main eventing Is exponentially greater with him as the champion Than it had been if say Tanahashi was champion. Mm Because Tanahashi is a proven draw, a proven star, a proven commodity. And where it might be too quote unquote early for Jay White is like in the West. I know that Western fans know him and stuff. But I mean he's not like the mega, unless I'm not in touch with the fan base. But I don't think for the average independent wrestling fan that they gravitate to this guy yet. I mean this. This, I, this I, match might go a long way into. I set, will. I will say though, at, at the Ring of Honor
0: tapings, I did see a lot of Switchblade shirts.
1: Yeah, because his his merch is pretty dope. Like I, I don't. There's one Switchblade shirt that I really want, and I don't even really like wrestling shirts like that. And I don't even like it. You know what? Another shirt that I like a lot is that Elias shirt from WWE. And mm. I and I hate Elias. <laughs> and like I don't want and I don't like wrestling shirts that much. But like I kind of want that Elias shirt. <laughs> and I kind of <laughs> so that's what I mean by like. There's a Switchblade shirt that I think is really dope. And I'm kind of like, uh. <laughs> but now I'm like maybe I need to sport it. Like I, I might need to buy it now before it, it, they stop making it. But, yeah. Um, but what I mean by this is like, if they wanted to run with like maybe a dream match instead of a, the title match. At MSG, they could mm-hmm. If they wanted to run with the Ring of Honor Championship Because it is a co-branded event Maybe they do that I mean, we don't know
0: Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of New Japan fans You know, our teeth are so sunken into this MSG show And we seem to forget about the Ring of Honor half of this show There, there is going to be Whether you want it or not There's going to be a strong Ring of Honor presence at this show uh, The Ring of Honor world title will be defended and that's a good point you brought up With, with Jay White as a champion That could give um, Ring of Honor the leverage Or the positioning they need To potentially have a, a Ring of Honor world title match In the main event Or you set up some kind of dream match Between a Ring of Honor guy and a New Japan guy
1: Now I will say this though Supposing that the IWGP championship headlines I, I've been saying this for a little bit now And I'm going to keep saying it And I feel even firmer in it now I think Okada's winning The uh, New Japan Cup Cup, And I think that the main event will be Okada and Jay White
0: Yeah well that was our next question from Reddit user uh, Seth101793 He's asking who does Jay White face at MSG In the main event Um, So yeah you think it's Okada I I, I mean that I think that makes um, perfect sense Along with the the storyline that's going on right now And the whole rivalry Between Jay White, um, Okada, Chaos And Bullet Club and Sekigun I definitely think um, Okada getting another Crack at Jay White Especially now he's the champion Makes sense for MSG
1: Yeah I agree
0: Uh, We got a question here from Reddit user Jar of Peanuts With how negatively some people are reacting about Jay's championship victory I was wondering if people had similar reactions When Okada won 7 years ago Given how similar the
1: situations are Um Yeah So I would say I do, are people reacting really negatively To this?
0: Honestly you know I've, I've kind of been oh, off the internet
1: You're the wrong person to ask <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I, yeah I was trying to stay off the internet Today um, to, to avoid Spoilers even though I eventually did get spoiled So honestly I really haven't Been able to um, Get a consensus of what the You know larger you know internet community Is really saying I haven't been on reddit at all I have not listened to super J Cast Shit I have not listened to uh, Rich, Rich Krejci put out a uh, instant reaction On the Patreon side of Voice of Wrestling Haven't heard that yet I haven't, I'm coming into this straight with just what I've Watched and just my opinion um, So yeah I have no idea um, What the general consensus is I mean I know That there are A lot of negative um, reactions out there um, Just based on Jay White's previous reputation And just what people People just don't like Jay White So I know there's a lot of Jay White hate out there
1: yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not on the internet So, oh, I am, but I'm not on the You know, I'm not on Twitter So I don't really see what people are saying So, but I will say this, yes uh, Was there a negative reaction When Okada had beaten Tanahashi? Absolutely there was And I mean, you can do your own research uh, You know, a great resource for this is the um, uh, What's his name? Who The guy that makes the videos
0: Oh, um Wow, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name right now. I know
1: why why do we do this? Like um, It's because
0: I haven't seen anything from him in a while. Uh, wow,
1: it's going to come to. Showbuckle. Us. Oh yeah, Showbuckle. There My, we go. God. What's wrong? Wow. <laughs> yeah, the Showbuckle videos uh, detailing the history between Tanahashi and Okada are a great resource for that, but I mean, you have to also imagine though. I think that there's not a lot of similarities. If you want if you want me to be honest, I don't think there's similarities at all. Okada and Tanahashi up to that point had had one match when Okada was a young lion in a showcase match Um, Okada came back and he looked awful in his Wrestle Kingdom match against uh, Yoshihashi He was an unknown commodity Um, And then it was it was shocking at the time and people were very upset because Tanahashi was at the top of a a like a 10 match undefeated streak you know or defense streak um, one of the longest title reigns in history, and he gets beat by this punk who they that no one thinks can really carry. Um, I think with Jay White, it's not the same at all. Jay White's a proven commodity. He's been here a year. Whether you like him or love him, everyone knows he can go. If you don't know that, then you're not actually following the product, or you you're just biased. Because I mean, you don't have to love the guy, but I mean, obviously he's a very good wrestler. You know, obviously, Mm. especially with this match. So, um, now anyone who, who wants to criticize him getting this, you know, title, earning this title victory too soon, you might have a point there, you know, him not being ready. You might have a point there. Like I'm not, I'm not telling anybody who has those viewpoints that they're wrong. They might be entirely right. And this might be a big misstep. Um,
0: but one thing I I will refuse to hear the argument that Jay White is a bad wrestler. He's
1: not. He's he's a great wrestler. You,
0: we can, we can have a debate all day like you mentioned whether or not he's ready to be world champion, whether or not he's ready to be a main eventer cuz <clears throat> like many people I do have my doubts also like maybe you know is he maybe he's not quite ready to be in all of these main events this year, but at the end of the day, he's still a very good wrestler.
1: I I'll say this though, you know, you want to compare this to another like to okay, just like we'll just throw it out there like WWE very rarely will give a young guy a shot like this, you know what I mean, and build new stars. Like it's it's pretty I mean they do it every so often, but mm-hmm. I mean it's pretty rare. Yeah. Whereas New Japan like does have a track record of building new guys and sometimes it's out of necessity Because people keep revolving out of the company um, But they're good at it They're good at it And you know I can't I mean when was the last time Like a, a really young guy Got pushed in a year To win the belt in WWE At the main event level like this mm. I, I, It's been a long time yeah, right? Yeah it's been a hot minute So, Jinder Mahal Gender was. I I have heard people comparing this to gender, and I don't think it's comparable at all. No, what's
0: no? That's that's ridiculous.
1: Um, Also, Jar of Peanuts asked me that he's been watching '80s and '2000s New Japan. uh, Any young boy certified recommended matches? Um, yeah. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll throw this out there. I think that the match of the 80s is the 19. It's, it you, You're you going to have to clear some time. Clear some time. Give yourself about an hour or a little bit over an hour. But the uh Goon versus the Ishing uh gauntlet match from 1984 is by far the greatest New Japan match of the 80s. It's maybe even to this day, in my opinion, a top 10 New Japan match. If you want to get a feel for every single style of New Japan Pro Wrestling from the 80s, classic Inoki is, Inokiist wrestling, um, high flying, you know, junior style wrestling, technical wrestling, brawling, the shoot style stuff, and, you know, their house style main event level, like strong style wrestling. Every single one of those styles is represented in this match in a way that is perfect. You've got to go out of your way to watch that match If you've never seen it It's uh, Choshu's Army Against Inoki's Army and, and Fujinami, do yourself a favor Watch that match
0: And I'm sure, you know, as you, you've been working on you know, Your 80's project, and I'm sure Eventually down the line we'll do some kind of Special episode or something With all the, the research and work you've been doing
1: Yeah, eventually that. eventually we'll get to something like that <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, next question comes from Twitter user um, At 90, 91 Reasons You Lose In your opinions, how well Do you see Jay White's IWGP Heavyweight Championship reign going? Do you see it being successful? Also, if White as champion Who do you guys predict we will see Main event MSG now?
1: Um, yeah, I think it's going great So far from what I've seen Uh <laughs> <laughs> I think he's carrying the belt with a lot of dignity, and uh, yeah, he he's a great champion.
0: Yeah, this uh, you know few hour title reign <laughs> has been one of the best few hour title reigns. To... Illustrious. <laughs> um, no, you know what? I, I I could see Jay White having a lengthy title reign. You know, you know all the reports and kind of rumors out there is that. Jay White is being positioned in the in the way that Kenny Omega would have been, been positioned this year. Uh, he's feeling in that you know top uh, Gaijin spot right now, and so with him winning the title um, right off of Tanahashi, like you were mentioning earlier, they they really don't do. Quick title changes often in New Japan.
1: Well, we're going into the dark ages, is what's happening here. (laughs) Yeah, this is. The Bucks are gone, Cody's gone. You know Kenny's gone Worst of all Hangman's gone Yeah And so we're spiraling Any,
0: So you're saying anything could happen or-
1: No I'm saying we, we have gone into a new era It is the reborn Dark Ages And at this point the title's going to change every month it, we're, You know it's going to go back
0: to It's going to change at a Row 2 show Yeah It's going gonna, it's gonna to change at Honor Rising
1: No if, if you ever go back and look like in the early 2000s There was a time where like the The IWGP championship was literally changing like Every other month, like it, it was crazy. So, um, it, it is kind of if you think about it, it's kind of crazy to see the title change at Wrestle Kingdom and then at New Beginning again, like back to back. Like, yeah, I can't remember the last time that happened, it's been a while, mm-hmm. so that does give pause to where you think to yourself, are we gonna see him drop the title at MSG? Because, I mean. He just won it.
0: Yeah, I guess it. You know, it all. It really all depends. It would be a
1: lot of hot shotting I and mean, they could do that. They mm-hmm. could, but it's a lot of hot shotting
0: It really all depends on who he's facing at MSG. Because I mean, because right now all signs are pointing towards potentially Okada being the guy to challenge him. And so, do you really want him beating Okada
1: again? So, if you had to take a guess, just knowing the landscape of how, so we've got you know, MSG. In April, Mm -hmm. then you got Dominion in July
0: or June.
1: June, yeah. So those are the next two like big opportunities. Then you've got the whole G One where no one's gonna drop the title, whoever the champion is there. And then you've got you know the time between G One and Wrestle Kingdom. So I mean, what do you think the chances are we see him drop the title between now and Wrestle Kingdom? Like out of you know a scale one hundred.
0: Uh, I don't know, I, I think it's very likely that he, he drops the belt before Wrestle Kingdom I mean, I still think
1: Okay, the, so, so you think he drops the title before Wrestle Kingdom Yeah um, Do you think he drops it between the G1 and Wrestle Kingdom? Or do you see him losing it earlier than that? I don't know, maybe he loses it at Dominion Okay, so what, what what's the probability, you think, of him dropping the belt before the G1? Uh, like if you if you had to like do it on a scale,
0: uh, I don't know. Um, I I would say there's pro. I would say like a seventy percent chance that he loses the belt um, before Wrestle Kingdom.
1: No, not before. I'm, okay. No, we're we're talking about Dominion now. We're oh. talking about before the G one, because there's really only two big shows between yeah. now and and the G one.
0: Also, still, still also, I still think yeah, seventy percent chance. Seventy
1: percent chance. So you think he's, you think that he's either going to have one successful defense, or no successful defenses. Yeah. So basically, if that's the case, then he's pretty much in a way like a transitional guy.
0: Yeah. I don't know, man. I still, I, st- I, st- I, st- I still think they're going with the Okada Naito match at the dome. So you have to find a way to get to that match somehow.
1: No, you're right. I'm not. I'm not. You know. I'm just thinking logically. Now did last year did um did Okada have a title defense at at the New Japan Cup?
0: Um if he did it's slipping my mind right now.
1: I don't think he did. Yeah. So, I mean, he could defend it at the new at, you know there, but um yeah, I mean, this might just be a based on what you're telling me, it sounds like you think it might just this might just be a transitional title reign.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird to think about that because if you look lengthwise, I mean, he, he dropped at Dominion. That's like, a, you know, a, a five, six month title run, but not many defenses. Uh,
1: yeah. I don't know. I just think to myself, it's like, you know, you could say, well, if he loses in his first title defense or, you know, after just one title defense, it's not a strong run. And someone could rebuttal that and be like, well, look at the past look at him beating Okada look at him beating Tanahashi it's kind of hard to put him over any stronger than that yeah you know unless you want to give him a really lengthy title reign which would indicate that he pretty much need to be the champion going through the G1 yeah um so but yeah i mean i agree with you i think that i think this could be i think it's i feel it is more likely that he will either drop the title at MSG or Dominion than it is that he'll carry it through the G one, yeah.
0: Um, next question comes from Reddit user wrpla101. Um, with everybody having predictions on who White might face at MSG, does it matter? Because will he actually drop it anyway? Does it not seem unlikely that they switch the belt in consecutive matches after short reign with no dispenses? So we pretty much just kind of um, talked about that. We've even reading the question. Um, like we mentioned, traditionally. In the past few years, New Japan does not Usually do quick uh, Title changes like this But, you know, we're in a new era Um, It's the dark ages
1: (laughs) We're going back to inoki bro, this is it Kenny left, it's over It's donezo Bro, get ready for like Thunderdome cage matches and empty arenas Because we're going back to that It's happening But
0: you know, with, with Okada potentially being the guy To challenge Jay White I have a hard time seeing Okada lose again to Jay White in a big match.
1: I, it might not be Okada.
0: That that that's a that's good point. It might not be Okada. There are a couple. It's another name that we'll talk about um, a little bit later, um, who could be a strong favorite into winning this uh, New Japan Cup. Mm, Yano. Oh yeah, dude. Yano can pin anybody. <laughs> Yano versus Jay White.
1: <laughs> no, the Konami Cage. That's what it was called. Did, did you ever know that they had Konami Cage matches in New Japan? No.
0: Nah. Like Konami, the video game yeah.
1: company Well, yeah, it was just Because it was, they were sponsored at one time By Konami, they had the Konami cage Oh my gosh It was just a regular cage, actually it was weird It was like a a, a black cage That was on the outside So it wasn't pressed up against the ring It was on the outside like kind the hell of, in the cell? Sort of, but like closer in than that mm. And then it was bars, like black bars But it was like, not like shaky bars they were like heavy like like the blue like the blue bars but they were they're heavy like real heavy um they only did it twice it was really it was weird but um (laughs) so yeah i i I agree with you man i don't think i think it, it it does seem unlikely that they would do consecutive uh you know, I don't know. It's hard for me because I keep betting against Jay White. Every time I think he's not going to do something yep. a certain way, they keep they keep pushing him and pushing him further and further. And um, who knows? Maybe, I'm, even though I'm saying it's it might not be likely, he might have a lengthy title run. Yeah. Like, what did they put? What did they push him so hard for? You know?
0: Right. Uh, yeah, dude. I, you know yeah. what it
1: feels like? Hmm. It feels like they're gonna. Gage and if he's like over now because of this then maybe they're like, all right, we're good. He's established We can take the belt off of him and maybe they might be like, he's not quite there yet. Let's give him a few more title <laughs> Let's give him a few more big wins. Yeah, because they're like we're all in on this guy like he's here Like he's this is what we're doing. So yeah, you know, some people might even argue that this is Roman reigns esque.
0: Oh, wow <laughs> uh, Next question comes from our boy rich he says, how do you feel about the end Of blow away IWGP Title matches for the time being <laughs>
1: um, I thought that that was a really good IWGP title match So did I, I mean it, it wasn't 4.75,
0: it wasn't 5 It wasn't 5.5, it wasn't 6, it wasn't 7 um, But I
1: f- There's no such thing as anything above a 5 star match Period
0: There's all, You can go beyond Josh You cannot
1: go beyond There's,
0: there's always another limit uh, but uh, I thought I thought it was a very good title match, and you know there's hey
1: hey let's not even do this. Rich, you're a hater. The match was great. <laughs> Jay White's better than you guys give him credit for. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next question. I love I love that he's not on the show, so he can't literally say anything back to me at all.
0: <laughs> we'll we'll hear it later in the uh, the message in the thread, uh, or he'll call us or something. Uh Next question comes from uh, the Implications From LLP At the damn Implicat on Twitter Uh, A nice easy one for you With Jay White now as champion Who's winning the New Japan Cup?
1: Wow, Uh, yeah everyone There's so much interest in this It's very interesting But yeah, I I think it's Okada But I I thought it was going to be Okada regardless I thought Okada and Tanahashi made sense I think Okada and um, Jay White make sense I think you can go other directions
0: Mm Mhm. Yeah. I don't think
1: you have to go Okada. But um, well,
0: he he's a favorite in my mind.
1: It from a story perspective, but you know what? Last year, remember I kind of thought that Tanahashi made sense for the story reasons, and then they went the total opposite way and they held off, mm-hmm. and did him the next month. Yeah. They could do that. They could hold off that Okada match till like say Dominion, yeah, and give us something else at MSG. But I feel like American fans are expecting or hoping for a title change. And so then maybe that puts added pressure on them to do the Okada match. So um, I'm expecting Okada personally. That's my opinion.
0: Yeah, we pretty much had the same question from Howard Chilling saying with Naito as IC champion, Jay White with the big belt, who wins the New Japan Cup? And so, yeah, I mean, from a storyline purpose, I think Okada makes sense. There's somebody else that could potentially win it And we'll, we'll talk about him in a little bit I mean, there.
1: in all honesty I mean, yes, there's another uh, There's another name, but there's plenty of people Who could hypothetically win it, I think Yeah I, I mean, I just say it because none of us thought Zack Sabre was winning last year
0: <laughs> Yeah uh, So I think that's pretty much all the questions That uh, revolve around J.Y. Also,
1: speaking of which Naito was pressing very, very hard To be included in the uh, New Japan Cup, maybe there's a possibility. I mean, we don't know yet, but it is a possibility that maybe they forego the whole other champions can't be in the tournament sort of deal. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, because anyone who's in the tournament's going to ch- challenge for the IWGP title most likely, anyways. So, I would like them to get rid of that and put Naito in the in the you know tournament. Yeah, that would be a, an interesting thing to do. Change it up a little bit. He said, "In addition, who stands to gain the most from this new era heading into the G One later this year?" Well, I mean, do we want to hold off that question till later? Is that what you're doing?
0: Yeah, I was going to hold off on that one.
1: Okay, we'll, we'll we'll get back to it. We'll we'll circle back
0: on this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, all right. So let's run down the uh, rest of this Osaka card. Um, so before that match, we had uh, Kazuchika Okada taking on uh, the Rogue General, the Bullet Club Bad Luck Fale, accompanied by. Uh, Takes Owens and Yujiro Takahashi.
1: This was the tiebreaker match. These guys have are three and three in singles matches prior to this, and um, yeah, you know what? Okada does it again. And when I say he does it again, you might be thinking he brings uh, bad luck Fale to a great match. No, that's not what I'm talking about. He got the crowd to pop for the shorts
0: again, dude. Literally every appearance since. After Kingdom 13, the crowd pops every time they see the shorts On the road Two shows, on the big shows He pulls that little skirt thing off And the crowd loses their mind when they see the shorts
1: Every time he pulls that skirt, I pop <laughs> <laughs> If you know what I'm saying Oh
0: my gosh <laughs> But yeah, um, you
1: know, I thought this was a... Uh, not that bad of a match I mean I, I thought it was better than not that bad I think it was one of the better Bad Luck Folly Okada matches It might even be The best The second best yeah. I, I mean obviously I liked the title defense That Okada had against had against him uh, During his previous title run But um You know it's funny Because this match didn't t- To me it started out really slow And it wasn't really all that great And then but It
0: picked up out of nowhere
1: It picked up and um Okada was able to get so much out of Fale. And you know, that's the funny thing is people were talking about the Jay White and Tanahashi match like like it was this big carry job or something. But I'll tell you what, this was a carry job. Oh yeah, dude. And, this- and, and I don't even want to just call it a carry job. Like I something about Okada really brings it out of Foley and like I almost feel a little bit like I have to eat crow Because just last week I was severely criticized. Oh me too
0: we were both burying Foley,
1: And then he comes out here and he puts on like A really 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 good match
0: Yeah well let's not get it twisted I mean this was kind of a smoke and mirrors match um, you, you had Utero and Chase Kind of running around outside But I um, thought it all fit
1: and I thought it, yeah, it, it yeah. all added
0: Yeah you know um, They did some great kind of storytelling With the whole big man small man Kind of dynamic they did the Uh, Hulk Andre spot from Wrestlemania 3 where Okada goes For the slam but Fale uh, drops on top of him For the near fall Um, Yeah and just Okada Just did a great job pretty much Just working around bad luck Fale and just getting Fale To do what he needed him to do To have a good match And um, Okada Hit an impressive um, That that air raid crash Neck breaker thing he does Um, Yeah that was awesome yeah, so I mean, there were some impressive spots That that this. was
1: something that, like, I literally I couldn't believe he got him up for that Safely, There's a lot of A lot of bumps that um, Fale took in this match that I was Very nervous about um, That top rope turnbuckle uh, Suplex,
0: oh yeah, dude That, yeah, dude, oh, um, Bad Luck Fale Had his bumping shoes on
1: tonight, even just a Like, simple backdrop Like, just with the way Gravity and the, his size, I'm like, if he didn't Get all the way over, this could, like Last bump territory. Yeah, but yeah, folly was bumping in this match, which is probably what made it so good. <laughs> but um, it was it was really 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 good, and finally Okada caught him with the um, the discus rainmaker, and then you know hit him with the the actual rainmaker for the one two
0: three. Uh, but before that, before the finish, uh, there was a spot where Red Shoes went down, and um, Ujiro and Okada attacked, uh, or Ujiro and um, Chase attacked Okada. But then Yoshihashi,
1: oh yeah, made
0: the big run down the ramp oh, and yeah. successfully made it into the ring without
1: busting his head to the white meat. I was literally sitting there watching this, thinking like they're gonna do this again for real. <laughs> All right. Uh, we had a uh, question
0: from Reddit user um, Eater of Bread. He said, "Given that Yoshihashi is now one and one in his rivalry with the entrance ramp, what is the most suitable stage for the rubber match?" MSG. Dominion or the Tokyo Dome
1: I think this should be One of those series that just never gets Paid off do us a favor and never Show me Yoshihashi sprinting To the ring ever
0: again (laughs) Oh my gosh
1: Oh you know you know what would be a great Place for us to have the blow off His new his new permanent home Michinoku Pro that's probably (laughs) That's probably where they should have that
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh Um, So yeah And then you mentioned Okada Okada Rainmaker, this man got the win and um, kind of killed the uh, potential of Bullet Club having a clean uh, sweep in this
1: evening. That's another reason why it does seem like they're building up Okada again, re- kind of rehabbing him. Gave him a big win over the underboss, or what's he call himself now?
0: The, the uh, rogue general. The rogue general. Looking like he looks like a you said he looked like a Dudley Boy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He was looking like uh, Bubba Ray Falale tonight. <laughs> With those uh, red white red white black and gray cardio, camo camo yeah, pants, yeah, uh, brother Fale,
0: yeah, a long lost Dudley from ECW, <laughs> bad luck Dudley, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so then prior to that we had the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match with the Bone Soldier Taiji Ishimori taking on Riske Taguchi. And this was a very good matchup here.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed the heck out of this. Like I, I really, really liked this a lot. Um we started off with Taguchi coming down to the ring, wearing green overalls, looking like a bad knockoff uh, Luigi, but he's sitting there doing the three count, dancing and he's got the headset and yeah just just being a, a, a teen bob idol, <laughs> like
0: Uh, Of course he was uh, trolling Ishimori's uh, previous gimmick Uh, Was it the Sailor Boy? Yeah he was
1: part of the Sailor Boys He was was a a teen idol uh, gimmick And yeah So coming down there just poking fun at him And just completely Mocking him really 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 funny Stuff and then um you know, once the match got started, though, these guys went out there. They had a heck of a match.
0: Yeah, we got big match Taguchi. He had his working boots on tonight. Yeah. And yeah, man, this was a, a great back and forth matchup um, with just the quickness and speed of Ishimori against kind of the uh, the, the antics of Taguchi. And uh, Taguchi wisely, throughout this match, worked on the ankle of Ishimori. We know that um, Ishimori uh, had injured his ankle earlier on last year and then uh, throughout this new beginning tour, Taguchi was able to submit um, Ishimori with the ankle lock. So he uh, several points throughout the match would work the ankle lock. Um, there was one point during the match he had a near submission with the ankle lock, lock again. We saw a lot of like rolls and reversals from the ankle lock. Ishimori putting on his own ankle lock at one point. So good stuff there.
1: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge mark for um, those spots where someone is rolling and attempting for ankle locks like those those Kurt Angle spots have always for whatever reason like just gotten to me and I mm-hmm. you know some of my favorite matches involve that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I thought that Toguchi was excellent in his role, just being relentless going after the ankle. I thought that um, Ishimori. Showed so many like dazzling displays of speed and viciousness. Um, I thought that these guys were really good uh, opponents for one another. Um, yeah, I I was surprised that I knew this match was going to be good, but I was surprised at how much I enjoyed this match. And at one point, I was like, "This might be match of the night." <laughs> yeah, uh, and I mean, it was almost every bit as good as the main event. Oh yeah, it, I feel like it did lack just slightly that small cachet of that mystique of the main event and, you know, the aura around it. But mm-hmm. Bell to Bell, this was every bit as good in ring as the main event was. It was a yeah. great match.
0: Yeah, I mean there was a great um near fall towards the end. Uh taguchi got him with the Dodon. Yeah. Uh, and that was a that was a great near fall kicked out there. Then eventually Ishimori came back, hit uh double knees in the corner. He followed up with the uh the ground zero, which is like a um a attitude adjustment like power slam kind of thing uh, For a two count uh, Then Taguchi came back with an Inseguri. Went for the dodon again Ishimori countered with a bloody cross um, And then he got the pinfall after that
1: Yeah so After this match was over um, Ishimori started to uh, Kind of Like taunt And call out Jushin Thunder Liger Who was at the commentary table uh, so Jushin Thunder Liger stands up and enters the ring, and um, he's challenged by Taiji Ishimori as Liger's 30th year in wrestling could, uh, you know, basically it's his 30th anniversary coming up. So he challenged him, um, you know, and told him basically, if you want this title, you can, you know, you know, you can come try and get it anytime you want. Yeah. So it looks like the next um, title. You know, uh, program is going to be between Ishimori and Liger. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, Liger said to Ishimori, You're going to regret calling me out. Uh, he said, Anytime, any place. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm all down for Liger getting, you know, one big match uh, throughout the year. But with Liger kind of being the next guide, I think this kind of um, just shows what state the junior division is in right now.
1: That's th- my initial thought. Immediately was they're doing this because they don't have anybody else really ready to go. Mm -hmm. Is exactly what I thought to myself, and and not that they couldn't call upon someone, but I think they don't want to throw something away.
0: Right, they don't want to just beat somebody. Right, they don't have to. Like you can put, you know, Taguchi. He's a guy you can beat. Liger, somebody he can beat.
1: Like they tomorrow they could do Shingo and Ishimori, but that wouldn't make sense. Right to do that now. So, I yeah, this kind of makes sense um, You know, we it's been a while since we I mean, last year I, I think I t- touched on this last week on the show But, you know, last year we got the uh, Will Ospreay-Liger match in, in America And then the year before that He had the big match with uh, Liger and Kushida for the title So, that should be good But that was kind of surprising to me I didn't see that coming or expect it I think, I was thinking who's next for Ishimori But mm-hmm. I didn't think it would be Liger
0: Yeah I didn't think so either But you know it Makes sense The 30th year anniversary Why
1: didn't they go with Tiger Mask That's what I really want to know
0: Cause Tiger Mask is too busy be- uh, Beating up on young boys <laughs> Tiger Mask wants a one on one match With Umora or Suji.
1: <laughs> so prior to uh, The match prior to this And uh Before we go Any last thoughts on that? Uh no Great match Yeah Uh those three matches kind of were the highlights of the night Everything else prior to this was uh, They were pretty much the highlight of the whole tour Yeah, pretty much uh, We had a match that I was looking forward to uh, The most violent players Taking on the Gorillas of Destiny um, And as soon as the MVPs uh, Stepped out the uh, out of the curtain We got a jump zone
0: Yeah, and you know On Saturday, February 9th There was a Road 2 show And Tamatonga. Cracked the good guy is No more Um, he Lost his mind on Saturday and Went back to being a bad guy He destroyed um, Yano and Makabe with the Kendo stick um, on Saturday and we saw pretty much The same thing um, At the end of this match here um, With um, Tango getting the the kendo stick And just kind of like going nuts after the Match
1: yeah, um I thought that this match was really didn't deliver at all. Um Yeah, I thought it, I thought it sucked. Yeah, I mean obviously
0: the, I think the whole point of this match was just to get over the fact that uh Tamatonga's back to being vicious and will do whatever it takes.
1: They they pretty much ran roughshod over the most violent players. I mean, um I don't really have a criticism you know, I'm not saying that this was a bad thing to do or whatever. I'm not a good bo- I'm not a booker anyways. Mm-hmm. I just know that I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I just yeah. know that while I was watching it, I was like this isn't very good. Yeah. Um there was a point where like Tama was grabbing the camera trying to cut these promos, but like sometimes he's a great talker and sometimes he just says nonsense and you don't know what where he's going with <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Um but yeah, I didn't think at any point that this was a coherent or good uh Tag team, you know, match, and that kind of sucks because the one thing I am always in favor of is them rejuvenating this uh, heavyweight tag team scene with viable, strong, you know, tag teams. And when you have a when you see a match like this, I mean, I get what they're doing. They're probably building up God for to be the next uh, challengers going up against uh, Lij, but which. Oh God, we're getting that match again. <laughs> uh, we're getting yep. that match again. Yep. Uh,
0: Welcome to tag team booking in New Japan. F. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, at the same time, it wasn't like this did anything to uh, entice me to want to watch tag team wrestling. So yeah. in in New Japan, so
0: so yeah, Yano or um, Tamatonga. When the ref was down, he hit Yano with a kendo stick. Then he hit the gun stun and got the pin. Like I mentioned after the match, he went nuts. He's hitting young boys with the kendo stick. He hits an announcer like right in the face with the kendo stick. It was one of the
1: like timekeepers. Yeah. Uh, he he hit a cameraman. cameraman. He, he started pushed, hitting ringside security. He, like everybody.
0: He pushed the cameraman off the entrance ramp,
1: which that looked really bad. That was really crazy. Yeah. That, yeah, that was pretty. That was some, uh, some Brody crap right there. Yeah. But, uh,. So we got that there Um, And then let's talk about this next segment The segment that preceded this
0: Yeah we had the return Of (laughs) of the golden star Kota Ibushi Uh, He came out for a promo He thanked the fans for their concern About his head and his neck He said he's in New Japan Pro Wrestling He's not going anywhere And he announced that he's going to be In the New Japan Cup Tournament
1: yeah, he said that he wanted to compete in New Japan in 2019 and 2020 and 2021 and 2022 And like he, he got super hyped So um, very, very, very interesting because we'll talk about it in the news But literally just this past weekend there was rumors flying around And reports that it would not be but just a, you know, a short near possibility in the future That he'd be wrestling for AEW yeah, and um, we have n- we did not break this news, but from what I've read online, uh, according to our good friends over at the Super J Cast, uh, Joel um, had tweeted from their official Twitter account that Kota Bushi is signed to a two year deal with New Japan Pro Wrestling,
0: which is very interesting because you know the story with Bushi has always been um, this man refuses to sign a contract. Just wants to be a freelancer And that's the reason why he's never pushed All the way to the top But now uh, he has a two year deal And we have a lot of questions about this uh, First from our buddy Well
1: if it even is true Or yeah. if it's even is accurate information And I'm not saying that anyone would give Bad information or anything like that um, But I'm just waiting to see It's That to me Sounds so outlandish Like, Like you just said He's never signed before So I'm like what? Like when, when we're sitting here and I read it for the first time and I said it to you, you're like jaw dropped, because I'm like, did did they really sign Ibushi for two years? Like that's crazy, bro. Yeah. Um. What what are what 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 are the uh, the listeners saying about so, this? So uh, a
0: friend of the show, Zach Porter, he said, "What are your thoughts about Koda's intent of staying with the company for the foreseeable future?"
1: Well, my thoughts are. Give this man the strap. That's what my <laughs> thoughts are. Built this man up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's let's put some gold on this man. And while you're at it, put some more gold on this man. Let's make him look like Ultimo he, Dragon. Ultimo Dragon. Yes. He needs to be standing there. <laughs> Standing there looking glorious Heavyweight
0: title, US title, IC title Never title, never six man title Tag title, junior title Kota Bushi's like,
1: I want the gold (laughs) Give
0: Give me me the the gold gold. Where the gold at
1: (laughs) I'm gonna uproot that tree
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh But yeah dude, I mean I think it's a great thing that um, Kota is planning on being in New Japan For the foreseeable future Um, You know He's a great wrestler, he I mean, he's just going to be a great asset for the company this year, and you know, with all the rumors and talks of him joining Kenny in AEW, um, you know, I w- I had no idea what Ibushi's schedule was going to look like, what he was going to do. I didn't know if he was going to try and get one of these deals we've been hearing, similar to Omega and Jericho, where he would sign with AEW but have the right, have the ability, availability to go to New Japan.
1: Well. That being said We don't know what his deal Allows him to do or not do True If there even is a deal Yeah Um, Let's say there Let's just For now Let's suppose there is a deal Mm -hmm. A lot of guys get to wrestle on the weekends At all sorts of places What if hypothetically Kotobushi has a similar deal to We'll talk about it But other performers like Chris Jericho Where he is specifically allowed to control his own bookings outside of New Japan I mean, yeah it's. I wouldn't be surprised if that was some sort of uh, provision Yeah Are you you seeing something on Observer regarding this? Yeah,
0: I just want to check in to see if there was any um, If they've had anything about uh, his contract here
1: Crack journalism taking place (laughs) right on the air
0: There there was a tweet uh, sent out from Kenny Omega Saying he wishes Ibushi luck and wrote that he'll see him again one day.
1: Yeah, I saw that. That I think that's interesting. I wonder. Uh, yeah, I wonder. Yeah, so I'm not. I'm not
0: seeing anything on uh, Observer about it. But, but this the contract. exciting thing
1: about this is that kotobushi will be competing in the New Japan Cup. Uh, he he did compete in the New Japan mm-hmm. Cup. And was knocked out um, in this, I believe, the second round last year by Zack Saber Jr. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was one of the best, like you know, one of the two. Two or three best matches of that entire Tournament last year really 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 great Match and um, He has won the New Japan Cup Previously I think back in 2015 2014
0: I think yeah
1: 2014
0: 2015
1: it, it was yeah. it was After Wrestle Kingdom 9 um, And yeah And he got that title shot against AJ Styles At Invasion Attack So he's won this tournament before and with him signing a deal, there is every Possibility that he might be Somebody who's capable of Headlining MS Madison Square Garden Against yeah. uh, the IWGP champion
0: So yeah, so two more questions about Coda. Uh, one from our boy Muzza He says, uh, with Ibushi Signing a contract, could he possibly be coming IWGP heavyweight champion?
1: I hope so I, yeah, I, I Ibushi Is one of my favorite wrestlers Out there, and um I think this has always been one of the things in this company that has held him back. Yeah, and him showing them that if it's true that he signed a contract, which I'm sure it probably is, mm-hmm. then yeah, I mean, he should win the title.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the contract situation has been the, the main thing that's held him back, like he said. So now that he's locked down, I mean, why not push this man to the moon? Um, he's he's still pretty young, um, you know. I mean, he's kind of you know, he's had his injury. So get him while he's hot and healthy and push his man uh, next question comes from uh, Twitter user uh, Kevin Crawford. He says if Koto wins the New Japan Cup, do you see him challenging Osprey to get revenge or challenging Jay white to main event MSG?
1: Wouldn't that be such a Kodobushi thing to do,
0: dude? When I read that que- <laughs> when I read this question earlier, I was like, "That would be so Kodobushi." Oh
1: my god! To they better the- not do that to
0: win the New, ja- New Japan Cup and be like, Jay, why? No, no, no! I want Will Osprey. I want
1: the never belt. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know what that never title will mean. You're never winning the IWGP title, Kota <laughs> Don't do. Stay far, far, far away. Um, no, I don't. I think that would be. Terrible if they did that. That wouldn't. That'd be a, a step backwards for everybody involved. I think we all need to just move on and coronate the king, the new king of strong style, Kota Bushi.
0: Yes. Um, so yeah, that's it for the questions on abushi So um, before the Bushi promo, we had the Bullet Club team of Yujiro Takahashi and Chase Owens defeating uh, Yoshihashi and Tomioka Hanma. What a war!
1: <laughs> Fight forever (laughs) It's Guys Sometimes We'll go to like uh, We'll go to indie shows And people will Like chant That kind of stuff But like At matches that are like That
0: don't deserve it
1: Most matches don't deserve it But real Some matches that Like they'll be chanting it At stuff that I remember one time We were at a show Me and Rich It was a NXT House show And the main event was Lars Sullivan Against Velveteen Dream (laughs) And like people were chanting this is awesome And I I was just being a troll Because it was so bad Like the match was not awesome It wasn't even good And while they were doing that I go Fight forever (laughs) And like they stopped Yeah Dude. Because that's such a ridiculous. Like, I, I just had to. S- it's gotten
0: to the point now where crowds they just want to chant "Fight Forever." This is awesome. Both these guys, like, they just want to chant this stuff, even though it's like it's not worthy of chanting. Yeah. And, and like, they they not so bad My like, God, it's okay. Like, not every match you can get a this awesome chant from.
1: I like I like, like Madison Square Garden pops from the '80s. Like Bob Backlund wins a cage match and the crowd goes crazy. They're not chanting anything. They're just loud. Yeah. I like that. Or I like like Puerto Rico Or they stab people Well no Not that <laughs> <laughs> Carlos Colon wins Like a bloody bull rope match Man That crowd goes crazy You don't You don't get that anymore man yeah. I love that stuff But um Yeah this match was a match Uh Anything else yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this match was a match, it happened yeah, um,
0: um, I mean, our boys, uh, Chase
1: Owens Gets a big win with the package power driver Ch- Chase has been getting a lot of wins he's, They've been making him look strong he, he
0: said before the match he wants to uh, break Hanma's neck
1: He he almost nearly did and
0: He worked on Hanma's neck the whole match And hits this nasty uh, package power driver uh, So yeah, so uh, Owens neutral, they've been picking up uh, Quite a few wins um, Throughout this tour Yeah so then, uh, prior to that, we had uh, Tetsuya, Naito, Bushi, and Shingo Takagi defeating the team of Taishi, Kanamaru and El Desperado.
1: So this was sort of the remnant of what was left over of the uh, big feud between these uh, three, you know, these three-man teams, um, you know, Naito and Taichi, and then Lij and uh, Suzuki Gun in the junior division. Uh, this was fine. I mean, we got a lot. I mean, if you watched any of their matches on this uh, tour, you kind of know what you were getting here. Um, the, the the main thing is Lij is just such a cohesive unit when they work together, and I mean, especially the new wrinkle in their game having Shingo. He's like a secret weapon, and he's just so yeah. vicious.
0: So much of these um, Lij multi man matches that feature Shingo. Have been all about getting Shingo over. Yeah, um, he's he he always ends up being the star, and
1: looking the best. Do you think it's about getting him over, or the fact that he's just such a compelling competitor that, or like performer that? Uh, maybe it's not even. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder. Like maybe the matches aren't designed that way. Maybe he's just that good that they can't avoid him being like showcased. True. Yeah. Like, he's like, I'm gonna get my stuff in. <laughs> I'm gonna pump bomber you.
0: Like yeah, yeah. He's it, freaking it, it awesome. Eat this last of the dragon. Uh, yeah,
1: so yeah, and and so basically, um, we pretty much got you know a, a pumping bomber from uh, Shingo, a Destino from Naito, and we got the W on Kanamaru. It was a pretty decent match, but no, you know, nothing that was mind blowing or that was different from what we'd seen on this tour. Uh, but this was pretty much the tail end of the feud that we've seen between these guys. I think that it the issue between. Suzuki Gun and um, and uh,
0: Lij Lij
1: is is done done done. But what was really interesting was after the match, we had an appearance from Show and Yo.
0: Yeah, so they came out on the ramp and they attacked uh, Shingo and Bushi and they
1: jump zone.
0: Yeah, jump we got zone. two jump zones on this <laughs> they, show. They pulled the tag belts away from them and ran down to the ring. Um, and Yo cut a promo um, and announced that Roppongi 3K, the next challengers for the IWGP Junior Tag t- uh, Titles,
1: Fujin and Raijin baby.
0: <laughs> and eventually, uh, Bushi and Shingo got back to the ring, and you know they had a little exchange, and so it looks like this is going to be official for whatever the next tour is going to be at some point. We're well, get... we've
1: been building to this uh, to this for a while, you know, especially the stuff with Show and um, Shingo. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Although it was uh, Osaka was. Really booing, showing yo. Yeah, they, they got a lot of heel heat.
0: Yeah, they did not like them attacking Elijah whatsoever. Yeah. Um, got a question here from Reddit user wrpla101 with the best of the Super Junior Finals being in such a big venue this year. Will they book through the tournament to build a mass First mass match between Bushi and Despy for the undercard? Would this kind of attraction help uh, draw in addition to the final match itself?
1: That's a great that's a great idea I know that they've um, We didn't really touch on it here But we mentioned it last week But yes, you're right um, They continue to mention it on commentary And it continued to be a major component Of the matches between these guys All the way This match that we just mentioned As well as the match that they had uh, You know, a few nights ago On the road to New Beginning So um, could they hypothetically save that And do that for as part of the uh, best Super Juniors, yeah. I mean, I don't see why not. That that might be exactly what they do.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not going to hurt. Why not? I mean, it could be a great little addition to the tournament. Yeah. Well,
1: what he, what he's saying is like you know, once the tournament's over, you do it as part of the finals. Yeah,
0: the final night. Yeah.
1: That would be yeah. That would be. A, I think that's a really smart idea. Yeah. I, you should be booking, man.
0: <laughs> Gato, call this man up. Uh, and then one one more question about. Um, Naito here from Muzza. He says, "Who do you see challenging Naito for the IC title?"
1: Mm I don't know.
0: Yeah, honestly, at this point, yeah, it's, I, I I really can't think of who would be next. Um, maybe the the do, do you go back to Zack
1: Saber Jr.? That's like the first name that popped into my head as well. But I'm hoping that they do something different and just kind of get away from that entirely. Mm. I just don't know who's next. Like they haven't teased anything, they haven't had him involved with anybody. And I think we're waiting to see what happens with the New Japan Cup. Yeah. I think that's the main thing.
0: Yeah. Um, um and then a uh, question yeah, from uh, from Jai Bryan. He said, What's next for Suzuki Goon? They're at rock bottom and Tai Chi put out a tweet that says it's time for him.
1: Why are you reading Tai Chi's tweets? Like he's done. <laughs> this guy's a jobber It's just a guy now um, No they're not at rock bottom I mean this is kind of what happens with them They're never at the top They're never at the bottom They're they're an upper mid card heel faction mm-hmm. um, In this company specifically So I mean what's next for them is They're going to terrorize some people And win some belts That's what's next for them
0: Yeah um so that brings us to the, the match prior. We had LIJ, it's evil and Sonata defeating the team of Shota Umino and y- Yato Yoshido.
1: Yeah, I think uh Yato Yoshida and Umino uh earned this uh this honor by picking up a, a great win on the road to new beginning by defeating
0: Yota Suji. <laughs> yeah, Suji and uh Tenzon in a tag match. Uh, Umino busted out his uh, fisherman uh, suplex once again
1: and got the pin on Tsuji. And so, as a reward for that, they're like, "You have to face the most accomplished tag team <laughs> in all of New Japan Pro Wrestling." <laughs> have at it, young boy. Have at it, young boys. Um, so yeah, um, this was fine. Uh, nothing bad here, but you know, it's kind of what you'd expect. Uh, Evil and Sonata kind of took it easy. Um, while the young lions worked really, really, really hard, mm-hmm. and we got you know your standard three-star match, and I mean,
0: it, yeah, nice, nice little gentleman's three. They hit Umino with the Magic Killer,
1: and Sonata gets the pinfall. And then to open the show, Suzuki Gun, Minoru Suzuki, Takashi Isaka, and Takamichi Noku, taken on the team of Hiroyoshi Tenzon, Satoshi Kojima, and Jushin Thunder Liger. Uh, with Takashi Isaka retiring in about ten days' time, thank God. Yes. Cannot. Everyone's talking about, you know, this this countdown clock on Kenny's watch. I'm talking about this countdown clock on Isaka's career. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's the real countdown clock yeah. I'm worried about.
0: Let's get this man out of here. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, this match wasn't great. And
1: Tenzone comes out and he's wearing a T-shirt from the Dark Ages. Uh, commemor- commemorating his former team with Takashi Isaka, throwback, throwback Thursday, throwback Monday. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically this match started with a hilarious jump start where Isaka uh, put the boots to Tenzon, and it was so funny. Like he like barely put the boots to him, but yeah, it was really funny. But the match wasn't wasn't anything special. I mean, it was yeah, they
0: came out to the end where Suzuki was getting ready to hit Tenzan with a chair. But Iska stopped him, and the crowd popped, thinking that Iska was gonna save his friend. But Iska turned around and hit Tenzon with the chair. Um, nah, I want to put him <laughs> down. Yeah, so that, that got the DQ, and um, after the bell, Iska gave the iron glove on Tenzon and Liger, and they uh, him and Suzuki ripped up the the shirt.
1: Yep. So that is the complete review of the new beginning in Osaka. And uh, you know, Jeremy, what were your thoughts overall?
0: Overall, I thought this was probably the the best show out of this New Beginning tour this year. I'd agree. This had the best matches. Um, it was a great way to end this long tour. Um, so I mean, over overall, the tour was just kind of fine. The Sapporo shows and some of the Road Two shows. I mean, it was a lot of either repeated matches, or just you know, kind of fine. Nothing really to, too much to hook you. I mean, there was. Some great kind of like story development And kind of building to the Osaka matches But overall I mean this tour was not blow away
1: Yeah you want to know something weird Um, While I really Enjoyed some of the storylines And while I enjoyed some of the character Developments and you know title changes And the top matches were, Were excellent I kind of overall Enjoyed Fantastic Mania as a tour better than this Tour when it came to in ring action Yeah and that's not normal For me when it comes to New Beginning I Generally like New Beginning more Because it's you know more Canon than New Be- than Fantasca Mania is but Yeah this year things Were just a little a little 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 bit off and yeah. um, you know I understand there's you know a lot Of upheaval a lot of change That's taken place New Beginning isn't ever necessarily Like a blowaway tour to begin with It's always that kind of in-between time And things really don't start to ramp up Until, say, like New Japan Cup Anyways Mm -hmm. But this was A more disappointing New Beginning tour Than the last two or three years So um, very, very Interesting stuff I thought that this was a good show but again, not a great show. The only thing that saved it was those top three matches. Yeah. Without those top three matches being as good as they are, and they're very good, uh, this would be a nothing show.
0: Yeah, this would have been the, almost like a rotu show.
1: Less than that. Like yeah. it was nothing. Yeah. It was nothing. But yeah, the the top three matches, Ishimori and Taguchi really great. Fale and Okada was better than it had any right to be, and then uh Jay White and Tanahashi was just Excellent. Just excellent stuff. Um yeah, and screw you, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Dust, uh, dusty old Rich ladder
0: Um uh, still so, uh let's uh, circle back to um Howard's
1: question Rich Ladder, you can go to hell <laughs> Oh my gosh Uh,
0: But yeah, let's circle back to Howard's question He said um, Who stands to gain the most from this uh, New era heading into G1 Later this year
1: The fans (laughs) Um, No, you know, I think it's the, The people that stand to earn the most Are people who Typically would not be moved into a a more prominent role due to those roles already be taken being taken up by people who have left so you know I think one name that just comes to mind immediately for me is like a juice Robinson like that's someone who going into the g one has a shot to like really be propelled into superstardom given the the new trajectory and the new landscape of the company,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, juice. Yeah, definitely, especially of guys like um, Beretta out of the, out of there and Omega. A lot of the guys that are kind of gone. Um, it's definitely a a great time for juice and to for Obvi- like,
1: obviously Will Osprey mm, yeah. He's another one.
0: Yeah, uh, Zach Saber Jr.
1: Kota Ibushi, believe it or not, if you think mm-hmm. about it, Kota Ibushi is a guy who's always kind of been seen like just outside those top level guys, and now with some of those top level guys gone and him signing and the the company changing, he might be. Shot right to the top, like immediately. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's someone who stands to gain a lot from this situation. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of guys. The, the, Ishii. Ishii is someone who, de- well, I don't know. He, he feels like he's being left out in the cold. Where he, Where well, was he?
0: Because remember, he was supposed to be in the new beginning in USA tour.
1: That's right. That's right. So
0: they they left him off the Japan tour, though there was nothing for him. So, I mean, I think he'll have a strong New Japan Cup performance like he always does Um, They should
1: have just built the walls, what they should have done (laughs) Left my New Japan Cup (laughs)
0: Um, But yeah, I mean, Ishii, I I mean, he got a world title shot last year Dude, I could see Ishii beating Will Ospreay for the Never title I could see him winning the IC title at some point this year You
1: think Will Ospreay would ever beat Ishii? What world is, is Will Ospreay beating Ishii? I said
0: Ishii beat Will Ospreay not Osprey beating Ishii
1: Right but you said you could see him beating him Yeah As if like that's one possibility That's the only <laughs> possibility Will Osprey is never beating Ishii hey. No 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 Will Osprey is never beating Ishii that, That's one of those things That should never ever 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 happen Unless he ro- unless it's a roll up He should never be sitting there Doing the freaking off with his head Or beheader or whatever he calls it I Will Ospreay cannot brutalize Ishii Ishii is like a monster And Will Ospreay is Will Ospreay Come on All right. No 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 <laughs> That's one of those things where it's like I know it can happen because it's wrestling But the moment I see that I might even just be like I'm out Because this is not real anymore like, <laughs> you, there's, there's only so much I can take When it comes to this sort of stuff Come on let's get real here It's Ishii <laughs> um,
0: But yeah so yeah A lot of guys are going to have um can step up this year and have uh, great opportunities. Absolutely. Um, had some last minute questions flying in here on the Reddit. Oh uh,
1: man, they're flying in. Uh, no, it is crazy. We had so many. We just took. We just opened up the questions like a couple hours ago. It's actually a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Reddit user, why did you do that, bro? We kind of talked about this already, but he said, "Who does Jay drop the belt to, Naito or Okada?"
1: Um, I think Okada.
0: Yeah, Okada makes the most sense.
1: They have been holding off on the Naito match And that is a possibility That is a real possibility And you know what In America that might make more sense Naito's like Really over over here so I don't know
0: Yeah Um, We had some questions here from Dom Homie 101 He said with Kenny's uh, New Japan run Kind of being over for the moment Where does Kenny rank among the greatest Gaijin wrestlers in uh, NJPW And what will Kenny's legacy be
1: Whew, that is a tough question. Um, hm, What do you think?
0: I mean, I think he he will go down as one of the you know greatest gaijins in New Japan Pro Wrestling history. Uh, I think his legacy will mainly revolve around the Okada matches. Um, you know, and you know, kind of breaking the star scale and just how incredible. All those matches were, and the uh, the two out of three fall match at Dominion. So um, his G one performances. I mean, yeah, man, he's gonna go. He's gonna go down as literally one of the best bout machines of New Japan.
1: Yeah, I mean, Kenny is the only Gaijin to have ever won the uh, the G one climax. He is the only Gaijin to have headlined uh, Wrestle Kingdom or any January Fourth Tokyo Dome show on two occasions, at all. Uh, did he do that back to back? No, he did it. No, even still, like two, just doing it twice in general, huge deal. Um, you know the business that he did in his big Tokyo Dome matches with Okada, with Chris Jericho, and then with Tanahashi that kind of three to four year run, I think from a business standpoint, I can't think of too many gaijins that ever had sustained prolonged success in New Japan like Kenny. Um, So when you think about business, when you think about legacy, you gotta put them up there with, you know, Your top gaijins, and I mean, off the top of my head, I mean, he's got to be up there with Big Ben Vader. Oh, yeah, he's got to be up there with uh, you know, like your Brody's. I mean, if you think on the all Japan side of things, I think the Funks might have had a longer period of success, but Kenny has been successful and, and instituted in Japan going back to the DDT days, we're talking about over a decade yeah. like 12 15, 12, 13 years, something like that. Um, not only that, but like changing the work rate style for for the heavyweights, changing the perception of Gaijin's in, in, in New Japan, broadening their fan base not just from like a, like drawing buildings but also drawing eyes to the product. Mm-hmm. Drawing um, attention to them, there is a very compelling and strong argument that you could make that Kenny Omega is is the single greatest Gaijin performer and maybe most successful performer in New Japan Pro Wrestling history. The one kind of knock is that he never really did ever have a very successful title reign. Yeah, he never had like he always wanted to be the ace and he never really was the ace you know what i mean like even when he held the title it kind of felt like he wasn't the main focal point of the company at, at that point mm-hmm. but i don't know that any guyjin really ever has been so it's it's sort of like kenny's gotten closer to the mark than anybody else ever really has so that's the one but the thing is i feel like if kenny had stayed that was in that was like Right That was available for him Like If Kenny stayed And Kenny wanted to Continue to work in New Japan And, and He could have continu- He could have just Stayed in Japan And been made And just Done Tokyo Dome After Tokyo Dome After Tokyo Dome yeah. Like that He yeah. could have easily done that mm-hmm. So it's, it, it's At this point It kind of feels like A question of what Like what What it, what could it have been If he'd stayed Is what it sort of mm-hmm. feels like And we don't know He might come back We don't know what what's next But um I think right now his legacy, quote-unquote, is kind of secure. I think that one wrinkle is kind of like – the one wrinkle against it is like he never was like the true ace. And w- with how talented he was and how successful he was, it seemed like that's where he, – what he should have been, even though he's a gaijin. Yeah. So I don't – I mean that's what I think anyways.
0: Um, Then another question from Dom Homie He wants to know, where does Tanahashi Go after losing the IWGP Heavyweight Championship? Home (laughs) (laughs) Oh man
1: You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to grab The episode from last year After he lost to Suzuki And I'm just going to grab some sound clips And I'm just going to insert them right here Talking about this man has no knees. This man has a torn <laughs> bicep. It's time for him to go home. It's time for him to rest get some up. rest. Get some rest. Come back. Take time off, please, <laughs> please, Ace. Um, oh man, no. I, I really, I really don't know what's next for him. But I mean, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he enters the New Japan Cup. I won't be surprised if he enters the New Japan Cup either. But he should not really be. It. I think he should just take some time.
0: Well, New Japan comes not until March. She can take the rest of February off.
1: Yeah, take take February, take March off. <laughs> like take some time off. Just come
0: back for him, Yeah, come
1: back for come back for the garden, man. I mean, I mean, what kind of really compelling story are you gonna tell us about Tanahashi between now and then? Like, not that not that every story has to be super compelling, but I don't know, man. I mean, he, he seems. Like, I don't know if he's just an incredible worker or what, but like, maybe he does need to take some time off. Like, he's been r- working a really hard style, yeah, you know, for a while. So,
0: all right, well, that wraps it up for the questions. Thanks for everybody who sent in questions this week. Uh, so let's jump into the news,
1: yes, and young boy. Is bringing the news to you once again. I want to give a shout out to Jeremy for the past few weeks, and it's been longer than the past few weeks. Probably been like past couple months. <laughs> uh, Jeremy's kind of been like pulling double duty and like collecting the news and also doing a lot of the other things to the show. Um, so I figure I'd help him out and kind of alleviate some of that load. So um, yeah, the news coming from the young boy. Brought once to again, you by the young boy. So, uh, I know that we have another show. If you haven't checked it out yet, check out All Things Elite on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Our newest show covering All Things Elite, as the name suggests. Um, and they're, they're doing a great job going really in depth, talking about, uh, you know, what's AWE? Ollie Wrestling. Ollie AW. But we got some news. Um, so. I know we're not going to be talking about them too much, but this stuff is pretty relevant. So this past Thursday, AEW had their Double or Nothing rally in Las Vegas. Uh, Jeremy was in here waiting with bated breath, like a, like a kid on you know Christmas morning, waiting to open up his presents. He was super excited. Yes, sir. Just marking out. Yes, sir. But um, yeah. So they had the Double or Nothing rally. They made a bunch of new signings, a bunch of new uh, you know. Announcements They announced the dates For the big show But um, some of the stuff That I thought was relevant That we need to touch on So um, along with that rally They released a bunch of Pre-tickets codes Right? Pre-sale codes Yeah Pre-sale codes and how many did they get back? Like, like the the requests were like yeah, incredible.
0: As, as of Thursday, after the coach re, the the option was released, I think they had like twelve thousand or something like that requests. And, the, and
1: they're in the MGM Grand, so yeah. it's like they're they're only doing like what seventeen thousand tickets. Fourteen. I
0: think they scaled it for fourteen.
1: Yeah, so it's like they had enough pre-sales to where it's like, oh wow, this thing's gonna sell out. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the tickets went on sale today. The show sold out in 26 minutes um, You know And this show does look like A heck of a show um, Best friends have been signed A uh, bunch of other talents Aja Kong was announced For for you know To be part of the show The Lucha Brothers The Lucha Brothers made an appearance um, They officially signed Pac and Hangman Page It looks like an incredible show But one of the things that was Obviously every, it's been building for a while We've been wondering and wondering And it was, it was made official Kenny Omega has been signed With All Elite Wrestling
0: Yeah so you know everybody was kind of wondering Where Kenny is going Is he going to WWE Is he going to stay with New Japan Is he going to sign with AEW And he, he signs here with AEW He's also, It's also revealed that he is um, The fourth executive vice president So him, Cody and the Bucks Are all executive VPs um, he did a interview, uh, with wrestling observer radio after the press conference with Dave Meltzer and, uh, Garrett Gonzalez and kind of talking about the whole decision process and, um, all he went through and making his mind up and the, one of the key highlights that he mentioned in that interview is his contract. His contract is set up where he can, uh, take new Japan dates, but like he said, just because, um, it's uh, the option is there doesn't mean that New Japan is going to take it. So pretty much, it's really up to kind of it's like the ball is kind of in New Japan's court right now. If they want to use Kenny in the future, but the option is there.
1: So the the interesting thing with all this, I'm going to jump back just a bit uh, when Kenny was doing his uh, speech and his announcement. You hear the music come on, and immediately Chris Jericho comes out, makes a beeline to the podium, no words, you know, no no no. You know anything? Just decks him in the face. He just he's just like run it, and he he's with the smoke, hundred percent. They start brawling. Kenny steals his hat, his fedora, and that that pretty much seals it. That the one of the main major matches, maybe the main event of Double or Nothing, Kenny versus uh, Alpha versus Omega two in Las Vegas. I did say a while back, not on this show, but. Privately that I was like if I If I was doing that show that's What I would run as my main event And I think from a business standpoint Makes a lot of sense and Mm -hmm. obviously they sold the show Out very very quickly so um, That makes sense Um, But one other thing that they the The Kenny interview that you were Mentioning with Dave Meltzer if you guys haven't listened To it I would highly recommend listening to that uh, Kenny touched on a lot of very interesting things.
0: Yeah, the whole build up with this Tanahashi match. He talked about, you know, he was just kind of, he was doing his job and kind of being a heel and you know, saying mean things about Tanahashi on purpose and how the fans were like taking it so personally and like attacking him and.
1: Well, he did. Uh, he did kind of peel the curtain back a bit and. You know, if you guys don't like to hear the backstage stuff, you know, maybe tune out this part. But he said that the original plan, had he stayed, would have been for him to beat Tanahashi. And take this with a grain of salt because it's coming from Kenny. I'm not saying that Kenny's a liar, but, you know, all wrestlers like to put themselves over. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's a carny business. But Mm -hmm. according to Kenny, Kenny was going to go over Tanahashi and then he was going to hold the title all the way to Madison Square Garden and lose it to Okada. Okada. Which is interesting because I've been saying I, th- I think Okada's going to the garden in the main event Before I ever heard this Yeah, But that would kind of, if, if I am correct And if we are correct in what we think Then this even kind of lends itself to that even more Now that does kind of piss me off though To think that we've got tickets for this show And we could've gotten And we could've a- have got Okada Omega you got to <laughs> be freaking kidding me <laughs> But anyways, so um, that's what he was But he said that once it was kind of like a known thing That he was leaving New Japan for sure there's no point In making it a face versus face Deal it's like or you know This guy's the face he needs to be the Heel
0: right he like he wants to leave The company with the hero
1: yeah with the Hero so that that made a lot of sense From that standpoint he talked about um, You know his relationship with Abushi. he also Talked during the interview About what the fact that Abushi Would hypothetically be working With AEW not to near off in the near yeah, future Yeah
0: he's like I expect to see Expect to see Kotobushi soon in the AEW
1: I gotta I gotta assume though that he probably I mean that was just a couple of days before this uh, Appearance So like that's what I'm thinking Like when he was saying Like we didn't see Kotobushi immediately At any of these press conferences mm-hmm. and stuff I think that they are probably trying to work out the kinks to where coda can come work for them and that maybe that's why he was saying expect in the near future maybe yeah. not he was like not double or nothing but in the in the future right that's probably what he's talking about there mm-hmm. uh, Kenny talked about some other things too he talked about um, the offers he got from WWE you know for there are fans that we and friends of ours and fans that we have who you know always say like like oh, don't listen to Dave Meltzer, he's a shill, you know. I, I won't believe it until I hear it from the horse's mouth. But you know, I'd say about eighty to eighty-five percent of the time, the guy's pretty accurate. He uh, everything that he did say about Kenny's um, contract negotiations with WWE and what they're offering him was corroborated by Kenny Omega from the horse's mouth. So a lot of people were kind of wondering about what he was being offered, and pretty much everything Dave said was happening is exactly what Kenny said on the air. Mm-hmm. But Kenny pretty much said that he knew he was leaving New Japan. New Japan was, like, his third option. Like, he was yeah. not staying. Yeah. Um, so that's really interesting stuff. He does, like Jeremy said, he's got the option to work dates in New Japan, but they have to basically work that out with him. I think New Japan does want him, but I, I think at this point it's going to be a matter of him and New Japan sitting down, ironing things out.
0: Right. I mean, if I'm... Harold May and Gato I'm trying to get Kenny locked in for the G1 this year
1: I I was surprised Because like I said last week From a business standpoint I think it makes more sense to keep Kenny exclusive And and use him as a bargaining chip But from what the guys At All Things Elite Are kind of been saying They're trying very hard To make their company Friendly for the wrestler So that they can perform other places And not make it Like Exclusive or Mm -hmm. uh, You know exclude them from being able To work in other places things Like that what how long that will Last or if that's realistic I don't know
0: and uh, you know Another thing Kenny was saying in the interview uh, Talking about um, you know people Wrestling other places and companies and partnerships He was kind of saying you know AW is open to Working with everybody and trying to connect Everybody together and he was saying the way Wrestling is moving is like either you get Along or you get left behind
1: I think in theory that's what they would like it to be I don't know if that I don't know if business really lends itself to that That's, an, that's a great ideal mm-hmm. But money is Money the main thing at the end of the day So yeah. I don't know if that's true If it's going to really work out that way But speaking of partnerships AEW did announce that they have an official partnership With AAA Which for those of you Who are fans of New Japan You probably are, you're listening to this podcast That would seem to indicate that the idea of AEW and New Japan working together is now further apart than it may have been just a few weeks ago Um, I don't think now there are people who are saying that oh they're working with AAA it is done like New Japan and AEW are done And I don't know if I feel that way just yet
0: Yeah and for those of you who don't know the reason why it would be considered done is because uh, New Japan partners with CMLL you know the guys you saw during the fantastica mania tour um and cmll and triple a are big rivals in mexico and they, they do not get along if you remember on this show we talked about um last year's wrestlecon it was supposed to be the golden lovers against um the lucha brothers but they put the knicks on that match because they did not want new japan talent working with triple a talent um so that goes to show you how serious That kind of that hatred is right there
1: Well that's true but at the same time Things have really And this is not an indication that Everyone's going to be kumbaya and work together But um, You know with everything that happened With uh, LA Park this past year As well as Phoenix And, and Pendum, Pentagon yeah. And them being able to work simultaneously For AAA as well as CMLL Which is something that most people thought Could never ever ever happen um. Ray Phoenix holding the the Triple A Mega Heavyweight Championship and then competing and also losing in matches in CMLL just seemed like an impossibility but money was the the main thing that made that happen LA Park selling out Arena Mexico and popping you know their business for them is what led them to to softening their stance on guys working for one another right um so with that being the case I think if AEW is the kind of success that it's poised and looking like it may hypothetically be, then who knows? You know, who knows? I mean, it is not necessarily still impossible that even though AAA guys are there, that New Japan could hypothetically work with AEW. I mean, just look. AAA and CMLL are, are using similar freelance talent on their cards. So, I mean, yeah. Um, but w- but the final thing about AEW here that we'll talk about, everyone from All Things Elite um, who were signed with New Japan who are now signed with AEW, their profiles have all been removed from New Japan Pro Wrestling's website. So that's the Bucks, that's Cody, that's Kenny Omega, that's Hangman, that's S. Well, I don't. Yeah, SEU. They were all yeah. They were there. Best friends. They're <clears throat> all gone.
0: Very interesting.
1: Uh, in other news outside of AEW So um, Marty Skrull is going to be challenging for the NWA World, World's Heavyweight Championship At the Crockett Cup in April, on April 27th
0: Yeah, I was at the Ring of Honor TV tapings where they uh, set this angle up um, Originally Nick Aldis was trying to get Marty to be his partner for the Crockett Cup Tournament but um, Marty said, "Yes, I do want to be in the ring with you, but I want to be facing off against you for the that NWA World Heavyweight Championship." So the match is official: Marty Skrull versus Nick Aldis Crockett Cup, April twenty seventh for the NWA title.
1: They will also they also announced that New Japan Pro Wrestling as well as CMLL will be providing teams to compete in the new in the uh, NWA Crockett Cup. Which will also be sponsored by Ring of Honor as well as the Billy Corgan's NWA. So you've got four different promotions um, offering up talent. Guys, if you don't know, I'm if nothing but an 80s wrestling lover. And the Crockett Cup is near and dear to my heart. It may hypothetically be my favorite wrestling um, tournament of all time. One of my all-time favorite matches, Ric Flair versus Barry Windham from... Um, baltimore maryland the crockett cup 87 yes 87 if you've never seen that match go out of your way to watch it um there's a clipped version that made home television that's pretty good but you can actually watch a fan cam version of it that is in perfect pristine uh condition the whole way through it's about a 45 minute match and if, you've, if you have if it's barry Windham and rick flair in their primes it's the best match they ever had together. I promise you. Five stars. It's my match of the year for 1987. Better than Flair Steamboat. It, wow. Better than War Games. You give me a match from 87, it's better than that match. So you definitely want to check it out. Also, if you get a chance, check out the, the Turner Home Broadcasting um, commercial for the Crockett Cup from 1986. It like starts off and it's like... We offered $1 million <laughs> to the meanest, toughest, roughest men of, in America. And then we locked them into the hand-to-hand combat. <laughs> the Crockett Cup, 1986. Over two hours of hot wrestling <laughs> action.
0: <laughs> you know, uh, Dave Lagana, he was on an Xbox podcast last week, kind of talking about the Crockett Cup. And, you know, he said this is going to be an old-school uh, vibe to this show. There's going to be no LED board or something like that. It's going to be set up like an old-school show. That might be right up your alley
1: Yes, absolutely It definitely, definitely is Right up my alley Um (laughs) Also, Mayu Iwatani won the Women of Honor title This past weekend, uh, defeating Kelly Klein.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was big You know, that was a big surprise, I mean I thought they were just bringing Atawi in just to kind of Get Kelly Klein over and give her a defense But, yeah, they had the surprise win there At the Miami show, um Yesterday, and yeah, Mayu Tommy New champ Yep,
1: yeah, um, there were also Rumors that uh, popped, which also By the way, before we move on, it looks like with her Winning the title, she'll probably Be set to uh, Defend that belt In April Yeah, At Madison Square Garden, so that kind of sets That up, maybe a rematch, I don't know hmm. um, Maybe they set up her and Teneal Dashwood, that's probably what they should do
0: Yeah, or to bring in another Joshi girl and have an epic match
1: I would do her and Neil That's what I would yeah. do um, NXT Japan rumors uh, are afloat So there was reports that came out this past week That um, representatives from WWE and NXT Were uh, sent out to Japan this past week To reach out to various different independent companies To um, kind of gauge interest in uh, creating talent Like relations and working relationships with independent companies. So, this is exactly what they did in England with Progress, with ICW, and, um, and what's the other company?
0: Um,
1: those are the two big ones. Yeah, those
0: are the main ones, yeah.
1: And, uh, Yeah, I think um, They've already signed a lot of great Japanese talent Over the past few years You know, the rumor that Kushida's headed that way You know, they've got Io Shirai They've, you know, uh, got uh, Asuka And Kairi Kairi Sane. Sane And Shinsuke Nakamura And, you know, they just recently lost Kenta But they had him up until, you know, just the other week So, you know They've been um, looking toward, and they they already run a handful of, of dates in Japan anyways as it is, and I think that this is one of the next markets that they're probably looking to get into. So, um, let's keep our eyes and ears on. <laughs> yeah, on the NXT yeah. Japan rumors. Yeah, yeah, we'll
0: keep you updated on that.
1: This Friday, CMLL is running the finals of their uh, Universal um, Championship tournament. Uh, it's gonna be El Terrible taking on uh, Niebla Roja in the finals, uh, which normally that tournament's